Hi, this is Gary England. It's Friday night in the big town, baby, all dressed up, no place to go. Jump back, throw me down, Loretta. Hey, be sure and listen in every week, right? Every week, the Stormfront Freaks podcast, baby, it's the best in the world. Jump back. From tornadoes to hurricanes, blizzards, and everything in between, you're listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. The Stormfront Freaks are former television meteorologist Mark Massaro, collegiate senior in atmospheric science Brady Harris, digital meteorologist and weather producer for The Lift on the Weather Channel app, Dina Knightley, freelance on-camera meteorologist and former Weather Channel meteorologist, Kim Cunningham, and I'm your announcer and Skywarn Network radio operator, Mark Johnson. Now, here's the moderator of the Stormfront Freaks podcast, amateur storm spotter, Bill Johnson. Welcome to the most entertaining weather podcast on your listening and viewing device. This is Stormfront Freaks podcast, and if you're watching our recording, it's Stormfront Freaks Raw, because it's it's just not as fancy as our, our audio <laughs> version of this whole thing. But hey, we're always looking for feedback. Uh, we're always looking for feedback from you, so please drop us a review on Apple Podcasts. Or send us an email or even a, a social media message. Uh, just find us at stormfrontfreaks.com. This is episode 32, and we're honored to have Oklahoma weather legend Gary England is going to be joining us. Uh, so we're looking forward to that. We're also going to be discussing the progress of TV meteorology and really what the future holds there. So looking forward to some good discussion. And don't forget, uh, stick around for our Weather Fools. WX resources and, and so much more that we've got. I do want to, before I turn it over to Maz and introduce the team, I want to let everybody know that we've uh, just agreed to have Chris Sanner of the Tornado Titans uh, in Oklahoma City. Uh, Chris Sanner, who you're probably familiar with if you've listened to us, because he actually was a guest uh, uh, back a few episodes ago, and he also has now been contributing his Titan U Minute to the show, which is just kind of some storm chasing tips and, and uh, forecasting tips and photography tips. Uh, but Chris has now actually agreed to uh, join our co-hosting group. And so we're looking forward to uh, having him on as well and having a good storm chasing background uh, joining the team. So that should be a lot of fun. But uh, Maz, I'm going to flip it over to you. It's happy hour. You can introduce everybody. You're flipping it over to me? I'm flipping it over to you, brother. He's laughing. I'm already nervous. <laughs> we haven't even got drunk yet. Very subtle. Well, He's... speak for yourself. Yeah, right? speak for you. <laughs> yeah, no promise. No promise that this will be the episode. That we'll Hi, I'm Mark, and I'm drinking. Actually, I got a couple of different beers tonight. Uh, I'm, doing a, I'm doing a Belgian white blue moon, oh, okay. which is really Very classy. Because it, it actually has a celery flavor to it i am is like is it diet oh. <laughs> is anything but i do have a diet all mick ultra just in case so <laughs> yeah yeah anyways that's me anyway all right hey let's let's go ladies first let's start with dina dina what are you drinking tonight you got some of the heavy oh, stuff yes what? i do this is called a huckleberry hooch and it's made with that old smoky blackberry moonshine I was talking about before. <laughs> I love this stuff. And mainly it's a drink that we had at a restaurant. And uh, I looked up the recipe and found it. And it's got the blackberry moonshine. It's got like pineapple juice and cranberry juice. And then you put berries in it. Like, ooh. Yeah, ooh. Uh, what a great so summer drink. It is. It's, it's really great. good. And it's not one of those like really strong drinks to drink. But it really hits you. So it's fun. 
Um, I'll put it on Twitter. So I like putting my little drink recipes on Twitter now. <laughs> so <laughs> you, must have, you must have found the box of hooch. I that, did find um, the box of hooch. Well, I found, I found the liquor back. store. <laughs> like I live kind of out nowhere, but there is a liquor store. I found it. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. Well, Hallelujah. You're not too far from the hills, so you no, could probably make their way up there. That's closer than Georgia. the grocery store. It's closer than anything. So yeah. we have civilization. Well, we knew when you were on with, with Jim Cantore, you were like, I can't find it, so I'm going wino. I know. <laughs> I was like, I had all this like stuff ready, and then there's all my alcohol. <laughs> well, you found it, it sounds like. So that, I did. Yeah. All right, so from one Weather Channel gal to the other, Kim Cunningham, what do you got? Well, I am going back to my roots, back to Cincinnati. I was up Ooh, there yeah. last weekend, and I've got psychopathy. Do you guys know this one? Anybody? Yeah. No. Yep. That's yes. my mad tree. Well, how do you okay. pronounce it again? Psychopathy. 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 Is that a word or a brand? You know, yeah, no, it's, it's, I, <laughs> it's neither. It's a beer. I'm just trying to I figure out if it's in the English language because I've never heard that. Uh, it is now. It is now. I always thought it was psychopathy. And then, and then somebody, somebody corrected it for me when I was up there. And you don't need many of these. So it's a 6.9. It's an IPA, of course. It's kind of grassy, hoppy, citrusy. Uh, really good. I'm really celery? Any celery notes? No in celery. This yeah. is not grass. <laughs> <laughs> but not the kind you'd get in Colorado. <laughs> Maybe my wife was cooking something and it got, I don't know. It got Maybe. Out. I don't know. Anyway. Maybe it's bad. Hey, so we're going to we're gonna go to our guest. This is not his official introduction, but uh, Gary, what, what are you drinking tonight? Well, I didn't know I could. Oh. You guys oh. didn't tell me, man. We could have had a heck of a show. Yeah. <laughs> I could go to somebody. Hey, we still got time, Gary. We still got yeah. time. I could go to Brady. If I'd known about this, I would have I would have invited Rip and Tootie and Tiny and Curly to be here with me. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, good to be with you guys. Awesome. Yeah. And we'll get to your formal introduction here in just a second. All right, Brady, what are you faking? I mean, what are you drinking tonight? <laughs> Okay, this is not fake. I will. I, I have the bottle here. It's a Malibu Caribbean rum, oh, and mixed okay. into that, I have uh, coconut rum, and then I have a little bit of vodka, and some orange juice, and some pineapple juice, and a lime to top. Ooh, I tell you what, this is my famous. Brady's rum growing up. I am growing. <laughs> I, have, I have grown it makes up. Look me at me. Cry. So, I'm, I'm in Florida. I'm in a Her tropical environment. So, so. <laughs> I heard her play a drinking a drinking game tonight, so I needed to be ready, you know. Yeah, okay. well, that could be dangerous if you're playing the drinking game. <laughs> what Just one day he'll get to the hooch. One day he'll get to the hooch. <laughs> <laughs> I'll invite him over. I need, I need, come down. I need Dina. I need Dina to show me how to make one of those. <laughs> All right, and, and to our host, Philip. What are you drinking? Tonight, hey, what's buddy? up? Well, I'm I'm still uh on the it's good summertime, so I'm still drinking the Mark Mike's hard. Uh, mm. Lemonades. However, I also made a batch of Jello shots, oh, uh, nice. so I will be enjoying a couple of those this evening as well. This evening? Is Do we get to watch you? Is, he had a couple to watch you eat it. <laughs> I did. I started early. I did tweet that out. I started early. <laughs> Are you gonna slurp it out? Do we get to see this? No, I I won't do it. Like, yeah, I won't oh, you, you can watch on. it later, but not right now. <laughs> hey, we don't kids, need that for sound dessert. effect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to make sure my kids don't grab that jello. Oh, yeah. uh, exactly. uh, <laughs> All right, well, let's get to our formal introduction. Dina, do the honors, please. All right, I'm excited about this. Uh, 
Tonight, we welcome Gary England. He's well known for his time as a TV meteorologist with KWTV News 9 in Oklahoma, where he received four Heartland Emmy Awards and has been the recipient of numerous other honors, including the prestigious National Edward R. Morrow Award for coverage of a tornado event. In 2015, he was appointed by the Oklahoma Board of Regents as the University of Oklahoma Consulting Meteorologist in Residence. And back in 1981, Gary became the first person, I love this, the first person in history to use Doppler radar for direct warnings in the public, which is the way we do it now. This yeah. is the way the way it, it is. In, it's great that he did this to start us off. Uh, besides appearing in the Steven Spielberg movie Twister, He's also been sought after as a consultant for tornado weather specials produced by national and international television channels, uh, appearing in over 60 productions. He's also a graduate of the University of Oklahoma and has a Bachelor of Science degree in mathematics ooh, and meteorology. Yeah. So, Gary, like one of my questions, and that's, I was so excited to talk to you, is you have a four-decade-long career. And... I would want to ask myself this questions after four decades, like really, what are you most proud of? I mean, to, to look at your career, you've done so much, you've gotten so many awards, but really what was the thing you're most passionate and proud of? The fact that I, I kept a job for 42 years. <laughs> I, was gonna, I was like, I'm hung in there for that long. Uh, in TV too. Yeah. My daddy wouldn't have believed it. <laughs> Wow. I was just amazed when I looked at your bio and I looked at, you must have probably a hundred awards or more than that. I mean, it was just incredible what you have had over four decades. Just, just incredible. They're they're nice, but you know, you can't, you can't eat them. No, Uh, true. Good point. Yeah. And so it's nice. I I appreciate all that, but I just was happy to have a job and be able to take care of my family and my daughter and now my two granddaughters and Uh and have a car to drive, you know, it's exciting, (laughs) man. There you go. (laughs) A laptop. You can talk to that. Oh yeah. 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 Wow. If you look, if you look over his shoulder, I think uh, he's got a couple of his Emmys back there actually strategically placed oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. No, no they sit there i put my mail on them actually <laughs> <laughs> okay so, so gary how close does a tornado come to your house oh to my house and uh, a small one hit uh, several years ago and just damaged the part of the roof but uh as far as the large tornado you know it's not that far um, far enough but i like it maybe five miles something like that you mm. know wow Mile wide. I, I like I like how he said, "Man, you hit a little small one that you know, <laughs> I've never seen one." So that's pretty pretty common, probably yeah. in Oklahoma. To go, yeah, I've had a couple little ones, but mm-hmm. nothing big. Mm-mm-mm. Now, Gary, is, is that your favorite? Would you say that's your favorite part about weather, like watching the weather, or what's your favorite weather phenomenon? Would you say? Oh, you know, I really don't like severe weather. Um, really? Yeah, it's it's high stress. People die. You yeah. know, and it's yeah. uh, so it's not a lot of fun in that respect. My best part of it for me when I, I just love doing my show and I always felt like if mm-hmm. I could just I could just make someone smile or cause them to smile at home because most people go to work they have a real nasty day you know yeah. and they come home and if you can help help them if, if I screw up and I'm not you know I'm not eloquent at all if I screw up they can laugh at me and I think they feel better so it, it's worked really well but it's just doing my regular shows wow that's great that's, that is great I know so, that we we all get kind of excited about severe weather but we agree that you know we 
we know that, you know, what it, the kind of problems it can cause people. So, yeah, well, good. Cause that's a great way to go to work every day. I think I'm going to make somebody smile. I like that, Gary. Hopefully. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. So Gary, Hey, I heard that Oklahoma city is the highest probability of having a tornado. Is it like one in 400 chance or something? Is that right? Well, that sometimes that doesn't even count in the South part of the city. They've been hit about, well, you get in more, more Oklahoma is just South Oklahoma suburb. Yeah. Guys, how many times they've been hit in the last few years? Mm-hmm. Several I times. Count, yeah. Large four F fives or something. Right? They had an F three and and mm-hmm. sixty. Gosh, not sixty. Anyway, whatever year it was. <laughs> at night, it was an October outbreak, Western Oklahoma, and normally they don't last very long, and they're not quite as strong. And they had an F four with that, but we ended up about, I think, roughly, I'm guessing, twenty tornadoes made it all the way to Central Oklahoma. And about ten o'clock at night, one was coming through more Oklahoma from the south. I believe that was 98, yeah. And uh, it's coming from the south, just just west of Interstate 35, man. And we got the great video, you know, the, the power flashes and all that. And then after that, you know, you had the 99, you had the 13. There's been some other ones in between, the 04s, oh, whatever they are. There have been a, so for there, you know, it's like, I don't know what the probability be, but <coughs> relatively high. Right. So how do they get people to move to more Oklahoma? That's what I want to know. You know, <laughs> listen, I interviewed, uh, uh, what is his name, Braden. Uh, he works for Channel 4, NBC here in Oklahoma City, and he's fairly new in the business. And I interviewed him, and he and he moved to Moore. And he knows the way. He went to school to OU for four years. And I said, why do you do that, man? Because he said, well, you know, you do get to see more weather down there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you see a lot of stuff, man. Houses going by, cars in the air. <laughs> Cows. <laughs> so, so, Gary, hey, what county do you live in and what county is Oklahoma, Oklahoma City county. in? It's in Oklahoma. It's called Oklahoma County and just south of us. Dip to it, baby. Uh, yeah. It's uh, it's uh, more Oklahoma is just south of us. And okay. so there's, there have been huge tornadoes in this area for a long time. It's huge ones, you know, they occur elsewhere. But these suckers are something else. <laughs> I gotta tell you, oh it's a it's a little you know. I remember in the the, uh, uh, the 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 one guy came through with had the Doppler on wheels on it, you know, and they found out the winds were possibly as high as 318 miles per hour. And you know that we had eight supercells that day. Tell me if I'm running long or anything, okay? No, yeah, you're fine. No, you're Go good. Ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I believe we had eight eight supercells that day. And it was a day uh, where. People weren't really sure what was going to happen. You know, we thought, yeah, it'd be thunderstorms and a few tornadoes and good God, it almost blew the whole state away. But uh, the first one started down in Southern Oklahoma. This is the big one hit Oklahoma city and, and killed all the people. It, it came up it's right near Lawton, Oklahoma, probably about 110 miles, 20 miles South. It blew up fast, man. Boom, little skinny tornado, you know? Mm-hmm. And then we watched that we had live, you know, had live video on it, helicopter. And then that quickly dissipated. He's like, hey, it's probably gone. Bam, it came back just a little bit bigger. And by that time, other ones are going up. The storms are going up to our, to the west and to the south. And it was interesting. It wasn't like a line. You know, the air mass was extremely unstable. And it had all the good lift. I had all the things you needed. And, man, those things were going up everywhere. And so mm-hmm. at some point, you know, we cover Oklahoma City, which is about 600 square miles, plus the western two-thirds of Oklahoma, which is gigantic in size. Mm-hmm. So we have to watch all those towns, watch the Oklahoma City area. But that one came up, and it was it was just quite fascinating. It just kept coming. <clears throat> it cycled several times. Every time it cycled, it uh, got a little bit bigger. 
And, uh, you know, he finally got with about 40 miles of the Oklahoma City area because we had the warning out for here. Of course, everyone did. But it's coming toward Oklahoma City. And that's, I just said to myself, God, it is coming to the city. You know, we didn't, hadn't had one like that in well, forever. It was, a, it, was a, it was a historical event. And uh, it went near Chickasha, about 40 some miles out, went a little bit to the north. I've got to tell you. And it was, it was about three quarters of a mile wide at that point. It just disappeared. And we're all looking at the live video going, oh, my God. Oh. And then it just came back. And it was about a mile and a half, two miles wide for a little ways. And we had one of our storm trackers was there. And it was a darn wide. He couldn't get it in his viewfinder. And he, and he wasn't real close. And, uh, wow. and oh my God! It, it just kept coming, and it, you know it, and that, and that was the last time it cycled, I believe. Not one of the time passed it, but anyway, it just kept coming. And, you know, and when on on the warnings that day, I said to the people, you know, you don't go outside and look at this thing because it will kill you. <laughs> and the next yeah. thing I said was, because uh, I've said tornado warning take cover you know, all jillions sure. of times, but I, I said, you know, it'll kill you. And then a few minutes later, I said, most structures will not. Uh, withstand these winds Ooh. and a little while later I two three minutes whatever it was I said uh, you need to move to a place of safety if you can get below ground do and uh, fortunately we still had about mm, 30 minutes before it got into more and everything but it was it was just a true monster it was, it was fascinating to watch uh, you know, the entire mesocyclone was on the ground. Yeah. Now, it narrowed a little bit as it went into Moore, Oklahoma, to about a quarter of a mile. That's when the winds uh, winds went up to about 318 or so. Wow. So it was a loss, man. It was just a This horse. was the 99 tornado, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The May 3rd? Okay. Right. Yeah. When, okay. Gary, when was the first time you remember that you guys had live footage, uh, tornado footage, whether it's chopper or on the yeah. ground? And, and what's been some of the viewer feedback that has come back um, when they actually get a chance to see it live on air? Pardon me, I'm going to have a little drink here. There we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it looks, like, looks like vodka, but it's not. <laughs> uh, the first thing I remember well about that, uh, first time we had live coverage from a helicopter, and probably first time we had live coverage ever of a tornado was 1981. It was the Binger tornado. It was about three quarters of a mile wide, and it was another hoss. And mm-hmm. it came in the southwest. It just came Binger, which is west of Oklahoma City. Came up fairly close to Oklahoma City, and then dissipated. And we had a little tiny helicopter, and it had enough to have four people in there. But they shot out the window. The audio was great. Uh, they they were pretty excited. They got caught in the inflow to it. And the pilot told me later, he said he probably had about another five seconds or they would, they would have gone down, but he was able to get out of it. And these guys, you know, you know how news guys are. They can cuss, baby. <laughs> and then they, then they got caught in the hail and all that and had to land on the interstate. But that was 81, and that was the first time I think anybody really had done it like that. And so it's pretty darn exciting, you know, and we didn't know we were doing something smart, you know. <laughs> we looked really good, but we didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> I said, get in that helicopter and take a camera. <laughs> that's uh, that's but, why the audio was too good, is what you're saying, if they were yeah. cussing all the time, right? Yeah, and it was, and they, part of the time, you know, they were flat live, and they were it was screaming, but it was, it was fascinating stuff. But the f- viewer feedback, a lot of time was, you know, you're interrupting Jeopardy. Get the hell off of there. <laughs> hey, guys, ever hear that? Yeah. But most people were very thankful. It, you know, it became entertainment for some people. Here's the way I look at tornadoes. He's coming down the road, baby. And you, you're right in front of it. 
you're really concerned, baby. Where is it? Where's it going? What time is it going to get to my house and all that? But if it's going to somebody else over to the left or the right and it's going to go between, they become, it's kind of like the NASCAR. They all mm-hmm. gather around, so to speak, yeah. to watch it go through and the houses go mm-hmm. up and everything go up in the air. And so you got the people that are really interested and you got the ones that are very fearful, but you got the ones that are just, they're tourists, so to speak. They're okay. Yeah. And they watch all this stuff. And, but the, the feedback has always been good until, uh, you know, recent years when there's so much hype and so much, mm-hmm. you know, look at this and it's the biggest in the world and it's whatever. And, and, and they, and a lot of times, I don't know about other markets, but I know in this market, uh, they're on the air when they don't need to be on the air, there's a range here. And that's the audience reaction right now is get the heck off. You know, I don't need to know about a range, uh, a range shower. And so it's, it's a mixed. Now, if, if it's a bad mm-hmm. tornado, like the more tornadoes we've had, yeah. some of the mm-hmm. other ones, and people's lives are saved, you know, they're thankful for about two days. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Then they're back but, to get uh, the hell off Jeopardy's on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sometimes. Yeah. There you go, baby. Uh, back, in, back in the 80s, there was a big tornado west of Oklahoma City, big mesocyclone. And it was all rotating and had a nice hook echo. It had all the features you, know, you expect. And uh, we, were, we were covering it. No tornado, just a beautiful mesocyclone and all that. And the tornado warning you know, during Jeopardy and something else. And we stayed on the air. And, and a guy wrote me a letter after that, actually an email. And he said, uh, oh, God, how do he put that? But anyway, he was he called me a lot of different names. And he was really mad because he'd missed his programs. Well, the next day, we had a, like a tornado outbreak. I mean, exact date. And it was it was serious. In fact, I think this was this, when he when that happened. It was the day before uh, the '99 tornado, I believe, something like. That. Anyway, yeah. he wrote me this email, and it was long. Man, I still have it. It was long, long, long. And he he's pretty fearful that God was going to get him for raising Cain the next day about you know oh, yeah. trying to say. I mean, he really he really felt guilty, and he he deserved it. <laughs> wow. now, Gary, That's kind of nice. You actually see somebody feel bad about something they say yeah, though, seriously. or hear it. Yeah. 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 Now, Gary, I think uh, with Jeopardy, it was actually Wheel of Fortune that was on. With <laughs> yeah. Just to let you know. Yeah, so, no one ever okay. got mad about interrupting Jeopardy. That's fact. <laughs> Jeopardy, you know, that, they're the worst. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Been there. <laughs> you know, tornado has to be at their doorstep before they want to be warned. Uh-huh. The yeah. Jeopardy folk. <laughs> so, Gary, you know, you you've obviously have, you know, a lot of a lot of probably skills at this point, like looking at the radar because, you know, that was what you did for a while. Um, being able to have to identify storms and whether they were going to form into a tornado or not because you had to be ready to go on the air. Um, you know, what would you recommend, you know, I guess else than just looking at the radar in terms of, you know, how do you kind of identify a storm else than, you know, a hook or um, the velocity? You know, how do you identify if it's going to produce a tornado or not? Um, well, some, sometimes we still don't know that, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah. years yeah. ago, you know, uh, we did a lot of plotting analysis of surface maps, you know, every hour and everything like that going on. And we, had, we really used the storm trackers through the years. I think the first storm tracker I hired uh, was in 1991 and mm-hmm. uh, Val Casters it was. And he took more pictures of his foot that day than he did the tornado. Because <laughs> like this, you see the tornado in the video, then you see his leg, and he's, he's yeah. doing this routine. But uh, <laughs> we used those guys, and they were, and we put them out where we thought something might happen, and and they, were, they became very good at looking just at the field observations. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the radar, with the radars we used many years, the, the analogs they were. Let me tell you, they have high, high resolution, black and white, and you can attenuate, attenuate out part of the, 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 the echo 
And I remember one time that the wood, the uh, Stillwater tornado came in from the northwest, had winds about 180 miles per hour. It was just a big old thunderstorm. And I took out about uh, two and then 20, maybe 30 dBZ. And that just reduces the size that you look inside the storm and curled up in there like a snake was that mm-hmm. tornado. Came right over the campus and t- touched down the south part of, of uh, Stillwater. But so we, with those radars, you could see the hook echo and we could check for the vault. You know, we could take and say, is there a vault or is there a battered weak echo region, those things. And then from the field reports, we were pretty good, but not, you know, that good. Even today, you know, you're still not sure if a storm's going to produce mm-hmm. a tornado. But mm-hmm. with all the technology, man, you know, it, even I've been out to the TV business uh, three years. It's relatively easy. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I feel like I could put my dog on there and he could just sniff over there where he thinks <laughs> it is. It's, it's, uh, but, yeah. Yeah, it gives you where the, the, the where we have the most shear, you know, where the best winds are. It was just God, it's just incredible what they have now. Yeah, my life would have been a lot easier if I'd had that a long time ago. Oh yeah. What did you have when you first started? That's I was kind of wondering, like, did you have the magnet board when you first started? <laughs> did you draw it? Did you draw it on a board? <laughs> yeah. Ten cans. <laughs> two ten cans of wire between them. Uh, that works, by the way. Uh, well, we had, uh, we had, yeah, the, uh, David Grant was the guy. His real name was David Guild. He was there channel line before me. But uh, he had his four, two, had four sides, two of them big drums, you know, and then you roll them around. Didn't want to leave your hand down because they came down and smash your fingers. They were magnetic, really ugly blue, and you'd had to put magnet stuff and all that kind of stuff. And our magnets were so, so old, they, during the show, you put it up too early, they start sliding down. <laughs> and, uh, Southern, it's a southerly yeah, flow. Yeah, yeah. So what do we have? The magnetic maps, uh, we didn't, the Channel 9 didn't have a radar, but we quickly bought one from Enterprise, a small one, uh, only about 50, 50,000 watts, something like that. It wasn't, it wasn't too strong. Uh, no, a no. couple blocks away from the studio. Yeah, <laughs> you, you had no idea what you had. You didn't know whether it was a rainstorm or hailstorm or whatever. But uh, <laughs> then very quickly after that, we moved on to more sophisticated radar, and, and those were good. But when I first started, it was, it was basically we used chalk right on there, and, yeah. and I spent a lot of time. I had a seven-minute show, man, on like a, around 6 o'clock. God. Wow. Seven I mean, minutes. Every awful. day? That's a dream. Every yeah. day. What? Every day. Uh-huh. No, I, I run out of anything to say in two or three minutes. But it was <laughs> start a, over. Just start interesting over. Interesting <laughs> uh, We had some, you know, some people in the field for news, a little bit in the weather, but it was just a different world. And and Oklahoma City had not been trying. I think you have to take a market and make it a, a, a severe weather market. Yeah. Not by mm-hmm. scaring people, but by good equipment good meteorologists and doing what needs to be done and uh, you, you could build it and we 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 were very fortunate we built it uh, but early on like i said little magnetic stuff and then we got mm-hmm. in fact I, I had a company i put together i got this bright idea with a couple other guys and we thought we'd make those big still plastic plastic maps all the information was on the back side the audience couldn't see it man they were great stuff and magnetic and and you glued it to this big board and we did some big ones it was one was about i don't know like 20 feet across this is over like in somewhere in missouri and they bought that from us and they spent a lot of ma- money and i didn't get to see this but i got to see the tape later the guy was on the 10 o'clock show and i don't know why he ran along but the lights l- caused the glue to become loose 
They said all they're on the national map. And they said about two hundred numbers and letters. They jumped off the board. Oh my! Gosh. Oh my God! That's weird. <laughs> and we had to give them the money back. You know how that is. Oh, wow. oh that's just wrong. But with a series of those before the the great uh, that we have now, where you know shows where the tornado is, where the people are, and the time of arrival and all that, we had a great big board. I took nine. U.S. Coast, uh, U.S. Coast Geodetic Survey maps, nine of them, cut them and glued them together, put them on this big board, and it was great. It was like it's like you're zoom in with your radars now, and but they just drew them and show my hand, and it was it was for his time. It was way ahead of his time, but my boss decided he he was going to drill little holes where all the towns were, and he was going to put Christmas lights on there. And so when the morning come out, those light up. Of course, then we moved on to something else. That must but, have been beautiful. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was just gorgeous. I can tell lit, you. <laughs> it was lit, Phil. It was lit. Yeah. Working on our yeah. terms. Oh, well, your term was lit. I remember Gary said Hoss, and I'm just saying. <laughs> Uh, Gary Brady was not born during the Bonanza time. So. I don't even know what that is. So. Exactly. You want to explain Haas? <laughs> well, we'll come up with something else there. How about, how about Pilgrim? Nope. That doesn't mean nope. anybody. John, John the Pilgrims. I know John that. Wayne? John Wayne. John Wayne. Yeah. John Wayne. Oh. I know Wayne's yeah. world. I don't know that either. Wayne's yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, you Wayne's know. World. So sad. So sad. So sad. Ask these kids, some of the, some producers and weather guys out there say, you, do you know, I was going through the name, do you know Red Skeleton? You remember him? <laughs> they don't remember anybody because they, yeah. they were they were dead. They were, I mean, they were not alive. <laughs> yeah. You stay in that place so long, you know, you see, and, you know, like on the news directors I had, you know, uh, I gave them numbers. And last count, I, I guess maybe it's 40, 42, something like that. Four, four, I don't know, a lot of them. <laughs> and because uh, they can't, uh, you know, guy hired me. I got the job. And I, when I went to work about two weeks later, uh, he was gone. They had another guy. And it was just bang, bang, bang. It, just, uh, it was crazy. As you guys know how television is. And a lot mm -hmm. of times in, in those days, it was just, hey, walk with me. And they walk you to the door and say, see you, buddy. And that's what they did. There was no anything. It's a brutal so your, business. Your um, wife is not like the general manager's daughter or anything, right? From <laughs> no. before. <laughs> no. Keep your job. <laughs> no, I was really, I was really lucky. You know, I'm not real good. I just lucky. Right time, right so, place. And terrible weather here. You make it into a weather market, and it worked for me really well. Yeah. So, Gary, how can we follow you? Are you on social media now, like Twitter or Facebook? Yeah, I'm on Twitter some. Uh, it's Gary E. OK. Uh, it's at Gary E. OK. I think that's what it is. And <laughs> my, I'm on, I, never, I never write myself. So, uh, and I, you know, I'm on, anytime I get a chance to be on some, I'm on, but I don't have a regular program or anything. But uh, there's a lot of people here, a lot of meteorologists, several, uh, creating their little weather service and, you know, got their maps and the forecast maps and the radar and commentary. So there's a lot of changes going on there. Yeah, it's Gary EOK, and you've got, wow, almost 83,000 followers. That's pretty, that's, <laughs> that's amazing. That's really, that's awesome. Okay. It'll be eighty-three thousand and one in a second. Yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah, he told he told me earlier he almost no he almost did. deleted my emails to him because he didn't know who the hell I was <laughs> and he probably gets about eighty emails an hour. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, when you call when you called on the phone, I thought, who is this jerk? Because no one <laughs> came. 
<laughs> we do that every night. Every I get that all the time, that. Gary. You're not the only one that thinks that when I call. But all right, so we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna jump to our lightning round, which is Gary. This is our fun round of of quick questions that we always uh, have for our guest. So the question for you, Gary, are you familiar? And, and I'm sure you are, but are you familiar that there is a Gary England drinking game? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh <laughs> yeah, I know. He's like, I play it with myself all the time. <laughs> Uh, okay, so here's here's what we're doing. Tonight we're going to play the Gary England Drinking Game Challenge. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a Gary England phrase, uh, and then I'm going to give you two options. I say, like, okay, is that phrase either a one-drink phrase or a three-drink phase phrase? Uh, and you just have to tell me how many drinks that phrase is worth in your game. So okay? you're going to ask them. No, I'm going to ask you. No, I'm going to ask you. I don't want to slice that. You know what? I didn't I, make I, the game up. I didn't should be fun. I didn't even know. I'll give you a people hint. Started sending me, people, would say, people started sending me emails around the country and said, saw your drinking game, and I, and I didn't know about it for the longest time. <laughs> I catch that guy down to OU that put it together. <laughs> so, so, just, so here's what you can do. Okay. You, can, you can just take a guess. Okay. Okay. You can just right. take a guess. But know this. The phrases that you might say more often are yeah. probably worth fewer drinks. And the phrases you might not say as much are probably worth more drinks. Does that make sense? Well, it's like if I say tornado warning for Pushimataha County, that's a big drink deal. Yeah. Okay. No, you're right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And that's, right. that's one of the but then, that's one but of other, other towns. You can just say the town. It's a big deal. Okay, so here, so here we go. So here's the first phrase. You didn't want to play uh, by my rules. I'm sorry. Immediate. So here's the phrase. It is his game. That's true. All right. He's play any way he wants. Yes. Yeah. The rules. Immediate, immediate tornado precautions. Immediate tornado precautions. Is that one worth one drink or three drinks? It should be worth three. That's correct. Three drinks. Nine. You're one for yes. one. All right. You Ranger play. nine. Ranger Ranger. 9, is that one drink or three drinks? Oh, gosh, that should be a one. That is a one. That is a two for two. You're on a roll. All right, Doppler Radar, one one drink or four drinks? One. That is one. Three for three. Let's go. All right, here's one. Do you see power flashes? Is that two drinks or four drinks? I would say it should be four. And it is four. Wow. Wow. That's right. right, Gary. Now, are, we, so are we drinking when he gets wrong? Is that what's going on? Yeah, well, we should drink right. when he gets it right, really. Oh, yeah. well, <laughs> I don't have enough alcohol to do that. He, he's wow. supposed to say it, not me. But anyway, all right, take shelter. One drink or three drinks? Three. That is three. You're on a roll. All right. All right, here's, here's one of my favorites. Pottawatomie County. Is that two drinks or four? I think that's four. That would be two. Oh, everybody oh, drinks. Right. Right. Here's another good one. Here's another good one. Well, Comus, two drinks or four? What was that? <laughs> Someone put their drink down really hard. Sorry, I put my drink down. Well, Comus says where part of the Twister movie was made. Maybe it's higher, but I'd say two. That is two, correct. Nice. Yeah, all right. You definitely mobile made home. this game. There's no way. Yeah, yeah I think he did. There's right no this way. Time. Wait, say it again. Say it again, Phil. Mobile home. One drink or three? Three. 
He's doing that on purpose. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Will someone answer that phone? Is that two or four? Drinks? Yeah. What is that about? <laughs> well, you know, at one point we had like twelve phone lines coming in, and people are calling, and it's ringing, and and I'd be on there saying tornado on the ground, you know, blah 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 blah, and it's moving northeast at thirty-five, and the phone is ringing, and the, and I got three meteorologists back there, and I. And I'd throw a pin. I got really good. I stick it right in the back with a pencil. Oh. And then when they look at me, I'd go. So, but what was the question? <laughs> Two drinks or four? For what? Exactly. Someone answer that phone. Oh, it's probably would someone answer that blank blank phone? But <laughs> well, you know, it'd probably be two. Two. That is four. That's four. Oh, okay. man. Oh. All right. What? Go ahead. Oh, dang. Okay. And then here's the one you said earlier. Tornado warning in effect until whatever. Is that one drink or three? That should be three. That is three. Wow. Book uh, Echo. Book Echo. <laughs> one drink or four? I should be four. They like that. Um, that's no, it's one drink. You, you say it all the time. That's why <laughs> you, 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 you'd get with as often as you probably say hook echo. Your whole audience would would be sleeping by the time you were five minutes into your seven minute uh, show. All right, Wa Waterloo, Waterloo Road. Waterloo. Is that two Road? drinks or four drinks? Now, Gary, I'm starting to sweat, so be careful how you yes. answer. <laughs> uh, Waterloo. Uh, what'd you say? Two or four? Waterloo Road. Yep, two or four. Should be two in reality. It's two. That is All right. two. All right, and then we're gonna finish with this one. The last one is portable radio. One drink or three. One. Uh, unfortunately, that is three. Cheers. That is made three. That, who but, made uh, that thing up? I don't know, but you did. What do you got? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight correct, and only you know, five incorrect. You. So that Phil, is, right. uh, Phil, as soon as we brought it to his attention that we had to drink when he I didn't get it right, so, it's like yeah, he just started getting them wrong. Right. right. It's a suspicious. <laughs> is it the Hoss thing? Is that That's what it suspicious. was? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Gary, th thanks for playing that with us. That's always fun. That was fun. Uh, that was yeah. you, were, you were great. Mask. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Oh, we're the ProShop.com, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, did you know yeah. that is the only source for high quality sky worn weather spotter merchandise and referral tools sky weatherproshop.com weatherproshop.com check out their embroidered t-shirts polos and caps for men and women we've been drinking i probably shouldn't say caps because it's not wrong but <laughs> <laughs> they also carry unique uh report logos ids and great laminated reference report guides logs. Spotters. report logs i don't know what, what a report logo is but they do have report logs listen you say it the way you want to say it <laughs> <laughs> Man, you're doing a great job. Thank you. Fantastic job. You're fired. Their new dual pole radar training pack. Dual pole radar. <laughs> I've had I've had my drink. Okay. I'm going to the bottom. And new customers setting up an account will receive 5% off their order. And for a limited time, Stormfront Freaks podcast listeners will get an additional 5% off at checkout when they enter the code STORM. That's S-T-O-R-M. Lots of reasons why you should visit and support our partner, weatherproshop.com. Not bad. All right. You finished strong. That's important.
(laughs) There's more? Oh, great. Here we go. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. Our podcast listeners will hear the latest edition of Titans U Minute with Chris Sanner. He's a stud, by the way. But stay right here. We'll be right back with Gary England to discuss the direction of TV meteorology. And now it's time for the Titan U Minute with Chris Sanner. So we've talked about photocomposition and phototechnicals. So it's only natural we go to video today, right? Wait, what? Yeah, first off, if you didn't catch the prior two segments, they're both good to listen to and to refresh yourself. Most of that info is applicable for video too, so listen to them, you'll want to. Okay, so today I'm going to share a few tips on how to have better videos. First is audio though. A teacher of mine once said, audio is 51% of your video image. In the sense that really high quality audio makes an average video look good and bad audio makes a good video seem amateur, that teacher was totally right. Invest in a microphone, that's pretty good. Secondly, it's always best to stabilize your camera. A tripod is best here, a dash mount, also fine but make sure you limit your hand holding. Just don't do it so much. Some shots are good handheld if they are also steady-ish. Unsteady video simply does one thing. It makes your viewers see the burritos a second time, avoid it. Thirdly, when it comes to working with your video after you shoot it, remember to grade your image. Just like raw photos are shot with the expectation you'll work on the color and contrast, Almost all video is meant to be handled in that same way. Graded video always looks better than ungraded, unless of course you overdo it. User beware. For more tips on improving your photography and videography, be sure to check out TitanU at tornadotitans.com. Also, check us out on social media. Simply search Tornado Titans. We'll see you next time. And welcome back, everyone. We are live with Gary England. And we thought since we have Gary here, that it would be a great time to discuss TV meteorology and the future of TV meteorology. And, you know, maybe maybe where we see it in the next 5, 10, even 25 years. So, Gary, you know, you've been in the business a long time. Long, 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 long long time. Long in the tooth. Yes. you know, what, what are you, what's your thoughts? I mean, you've seen a lot of changes over the years. So where do you see it in the next five to 10 years? Well, you know, I, I've seen a lot of changes, obviously. And it's been fun now to sit back and watch what's going on. But what I see really is uh, moving weather, moving a little bit away from television, a little bit more. My, my fear, and I may be totally wrong, but I think as time goes along, the meteorologists or the weather people uh, that, that will be important and can keep their jobs will be the ones uh, that that really get into the uh, you know in the digital media. Uh, mm-hmm. the, you got to be on all of digital pr- platforms. You got to be doing all that stuff. But the most the person who can be the most valuable is the one that they trust. And so if you're in your business there, you build that trust with those people, and they may not watch you during regular weather when it gets stormy. They'll come watch you. But I, there's a move. Let me tell you, there's so much going on. Let me cover up this thing too much but there's something called wolf you fear with wolf no no it's warned on warned on forecast wof okay. now right now the warnings are 
uh, issued when somebody sees a tornado or you know the radar looks like it, that type of thing. But worn on forecast, the models that they're working with are very sophisticated, man, and they think before very much longer they'd be able to uh, pick out which thunderstorm uh, is going to produce a tornado. Wow. And that's called worn on forecast. And the, the, we had tornado three, four weeks ago, four, four months ago, whatever it was, uh, in western Oklahoma. And they picked out that storm in that area. And, and maybe, I don't know how, it was, it was an hour before it ever happened. Say, so, you know, this area of Oklahoma has the highest risk of a tornado. And that's done with computer modeling. And I haven't always been a big fan of computer modeling, but it's getting so good now. There's so many part, really smart people putting that stuff together. But worn on forecast, when the forecast is saying, we expect a tornado here in the next uh, hour that will go out and it's called worn on forecast. They're very successful. Uh, we had one person killed, eight injured, and I don't know, a couple hundred buildings blown away. So they're getting much better. So that's going to that. And the, the, like we were we projecting the time of arrival now, yeah. they're doing that. It's, it's quite colorful. It's all these various colors that give you different probabilities. And their plans are like it will update uh, the radar is going to update, I think they said every minute. And so this data, the projection, going at a cone that goes out there, mm-hmm. uh, it, it will also change. It'll be updated every couple of minutes. And wow. uh, and there'll be uh, iPhones. Uh, they have the app. And if you're at home, if you're at home and uh, you see that cone on television or on the social media and it says you're in a 20% probability, it's going to t- – of course, the, the system is going to know where you are. It's going yeah. to tell you how far it is from you, and, and it's going to pass by. But if it changes a little bit, moves toward you, probabilities go up, and notify you again. Uh, so it keeps track of you, keeps track of the tornado and the changes with it. Uh, wow. I looked at a, I looked at a radar down at Norman uh, about three months ago, and they said this guy said the head of research said, "You want to see this?" I said, "Yeah." So he went over and he's a he's a kid. You know, he's probably like Hoss there, about <laughs> big Hoss, thirty Hoss, thirty years old. How are you, Hoss? How are you? Uh, Twenty-three. Just turned it a couple days ago. Big oh. hat, no cattle. Arrest him. Arrest him. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, they took me in there, and a young man probably uh, late 20s, early 30s, is doing the programming. And he's got this program. And they, they'd taken a, a Doppler on what is actually it was a phased array, as I can recall, phased array. on It's on the back of a truck. Yeah. They just parked it down near more. And then they, everybody went someplace else to chase storms. But anyway, they got all this fantastic data, you know, mile, two miles, three miles, a tornado. And you look at the program, and, you know, everybody talks about debris balls. Mm-hmm. When that thing hit buildings, that radar is, has such great resolution, you can see You'd see movement. You'd be roofs coming off, and it was just just phenomenal. Wow. And wow. and with the pro, you could look through that thunderstorm. You could just look through it. Everything was three dimensional, and, it, and as it went around, it went long and blew everything away. You saw it on the radar. It's, wow. It, so it's it's it's. I do. I like I say. I think there's going to be less value for a regular weather guy just yeah. in sunny skies. And if you got some weather guy that you know built a great audience, they'll stay with you during severe weather. Mm-hmm. But it's it is changing. At least that's my opinion, and I'm wrong mm-hmm. about half the time. Well, you, you, know, you know what's interesting too, Gary, is that you know I, I even have some friends who aren't meteorologists, but they they have like radar scope, you know, app mm-hmm. on their phone, and they understand some of the applications on. They understand about yeah. velocity. They they understand all that. So. I almost think too we're educating people enough that you know they're getting <laughs> savvy. Yeah, they're getting savvy to this where 
they may not need to tune into the television. They have their own app, like you were saying, that the, yeah. maybe this mm -hmm. will be incredible if they can actually, you know, get the information themselves and make a decision on their own. But I do think that the human element will never go away in severe weather. I mean, I've always thought that maybe one day you will be on call basically for TV. You will be doing the, you will be doing the social media thing. And then if severe weather happens, that's when you will actually be brought out during the broadcast. Like, do you really need on a sunny day? Do you need the meteorologist to go on the air and say, it's going to be sunny when everybody can look at their phone and know it's sunny. So their real, their value on TV will not be as much, but like you said, the social media, maybe, and just be on the air when there's severe weather happening. So that, that's my thought. I think you're right on. I think that's yeah. where it's headed. Yeah. It's, you know, you, the television is struggling to keep viewers as it is. Right. And uh, so, and, and a, lot of this, a lot of the coverage, at least here in Oklahoma City, they're, they're on when they don't need to be, so they're running people off there. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, you know, I can be on the golf course, and, you know, six guys. And somebody says, is it going to rain Saturday? And before I can just look at them, I got the, and they say, okay, that says this. So I, just yeah. keep, I keep my mouth shut now. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's kind of nice, but big changes. Well, my husband does that to me. I mean, my kids will ask me what the weather's going to be, and he flips his phone out and gives it before I can even open my mouth. I'm like, oh, wait a second. I'm the meteorologist. Yeah. Kim, that my wife asked me, and I'm not even a meteorologist. So. Is that right? <laughs> I, I played one on TV. Yeah, exactly. So where, hey, all, where, where do you guys think, uh, and this is for all of you, but where do you guys think the, you know, Gary was talking about the hype, the hype train, where where is is that helping is that pushing the cart in a certain direction for the future of of tv weather it's pushing tv weather out that's what it's doing really mm -hmm. yeah i i firmly believe that uh you know you can't just scare people time mm -hmm. after time after yeah. time Agreed. and and right now you're on the air you don't need to be on the air and you're talking about listen i got the biggest doppler in the world and we got the largest <laughs> truck we've got the biggest <laughs> airplane and, and, and it's like an info commercial and people that's our quite, title the biggest doppler yeah that's it you know uh you know years ago we got one radar in i i named it doppler 9000 i said nobody will put sure enough right another guy put his doppler 10,000. You, know, you know gary gary size is not everything <laughs> exactly <laughs> okay but I almost feel like, too, that that's actually a little dangerous because I feel like we're not at a point yet where, you know, like our, our forecast can just be completely computerized. You know, we still need, you know, meteorologists. So I think, mm -hmm. you know, as the public is viewing meteorologists in a more negative light, I think that's actually pretty dangerous because, you know, everyone just looks at their phone now and that's, you know, it's, it's not good enough. It's not going to give you... Um, necessarily not always a good forecast you know it's, it might give you a general idea but if you don't know how to read it and interpret it then it's going to be useless you know so yeah, it's i think still a science. Gonna, yeah, it's the, still it's, science. it is it's still problem, a science yeah well excuse me hoss the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, like the, the problem is they're doing it to themselves yeah yeah, yeah. uh you know it's, it's big changes a lot of them are being forced Yes. I think the viewership's going to continue to go down in weather and, and in TV the way it looks. Uh, if you make the, whatever that, there's got to be some magic transformation in the social media where I had a programmer not that long ago said, look, we can create you and, and we can program where you looks just like you and you can walk out 
in the digital, digital world and gave a forecast oh, with all the proper moves and all that. And that's where they're heading with some of this stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a, well, nothing stays the same, you know, and I, and I, you know, I started back when it was hardly anything. It's, it's, it's exciting to see what's happened, but I don't like to see what's happening now. And you're, you're right, Hoss. Uh, <laughs> the thing is that people, 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 people turn out, uh, they whip out that storm scope and they make decisions, mm -hmm. safety yeah. decisions based on what they see on that. And that's insane, but it you, is. Can't, you can't change their minds. It's, 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 it's you can't. No, and honestly, the, the the thing I've noticed, the more I try and talk to them about it, the more I just convince them in the opposite direction. So it's, yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a problem that I think, you know, needs to be addressed because mm -hmm. we're, I think, going in dangerous because we're not ready. I mean, we're just not ready to be completely mm -hmm. digitalized in terms of, you know, forecasts. You still need that human element. So, well, and right. even, even though you have people that are learning more and more, I was at a baseball game a couple of years ago, I guess now, and I was at a place where my son was playing and they had six games going on, real flat area, a whole bunch of fences and stuff. And all of a sudden, I'm like looking, going, oh, there's something getting closer here. And then we heard the thunder. And, and I'm like, I'm looking at the ump. <laughs> and I'm like, no, and they're going to keep playing. And I walk up to the umpire and I'm like, listen, if you can hear it, you are, we need to call this. And they're like, oh, 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 well, who are you? I'm like, well, I'm a meteorologist. And I said, we, you know, that's, but that's when they decided to call the games. Yeah. It wasn't until, so, cause we got to get these games in, you know, the kids and parents are busy. And so they're always going to need somebody to explain yeah. stuff, even if it's even if it the trend is going to less meteorologists and maybe having that one meteorologist work more things, radio and right. and and everything, or even a sister station, they're going to get their money out of that person. So I think there's going to yeah. be more work for one person, yeah, and then a lot more information as well. They're going to get every drop of blood out of that one yeah, person, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> it's a double-edged sword. Think about it. Like I don't like things being hyped either, but say, say the Weather Channel doesn't hype, and then everybody else does, mm -hmm. and they're the ones that are kind of. Like, can you compete then when everybody's like, oh, my yeah. God, it's like the end of the world. So everybody's watching that. And so yeah. it's a double edged sword because you know, a couple do it. So it's like everybody's got to do it. And then it's like crying wolf because now nobody's like, oh, shut up. We don't we don't yeah. believe you anyway. <laughs> You're exactly right. Well, you know, and it's it's kind of sad what we've seen in our in our lifetime with weather. Gary, you too, mm -hmm. that we've seen it go from not important on television to all of a sudden it is, you know, the, 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 the thing. And the weather channel, I think had a lot to do with that. Um, the revolution of weather. Mm -hmm. And then now mm -hmm. it's kind of on the downside again. So it's, it's kind of sad to see that evolution where, you know, it was one time it was the big deal and now it's kind of heading out on TV, but again, social media will be, you know, picking it up. So let, let know, me ask you podcasts this. Are, are really becoming popular yeah. podcasts and things like this. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's a, but it's a bummer too, because, you know, I think there's a lot of, you know, students like me who wanted to go into broadcast meteorology and it's just, the future is, is, you know, it's glim. So I wish I would have been born like 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. You know, maybe Gary and I could have worked together. We could have, could have uh, done some great things. Well, what's that, that's a good Brady, note, Brady. And that was my question um, on that note is, is what would be your advice? You know, Gary, especially Gary, Kim, Mark, what would be your advice now to students that are, are interested in getting into television meteorology? Cheer up, Hoss. 
It's not as bad as you think. <laughs> <laughs> <Cheers. laughs> yeah, Hoss, it's going to be interesting. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I work I work with the kids down at OU, and there's a lot of them in the meteorology classes. There's a lot of them in the uh, uh, in, in in journalism, but uh, they also concentrate on television meteorology or television weather there in journalism. And there's a lot of people. There's the, the jobs aren't there, but you know, I, I tell them, you know, I, I still think there's going to be a lot of jobs, maybe behind the scenes, social weather, whatever it is. But that that thing that they all shoot for, that television thing, mm-hmm. is not going to be like that. Mm-hmm. It's changed already. Yeah, and it's not going to be you know, change overnight, but it's it's the big change. Yeah. Well, and you'll probably have to do maybe double major or something where you're yeah. going to have to have more social media. You're going to have to have more tech skills to yeah. kind of keep up with the trends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, at OU, you know, it's it's a it's a school of uh, the school of meteorology. It's uh, it's mainly for people that want to be re- in research. Yeah. But the, the, a lot of come kids drift in there. They want to be on television too, and mm-hmm. it's a brutal course. You want to get on TV, and you have to learn. You have to pass those courses down there, which is next to impossible. Right. And so you a lot of kids. Thick skin. A thick skin take a lot of abuse. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and you got to think what, what's going to happen to colleges too that offer broadcast meteorology. I mean, that's going to yeah. have to all change too. You know, they're going to lose, yeah. you know, people signing up for those courses. But yeah, I think yeah. you have to have at least something that sets you apart from everybody else. Some kind mm-hmm. of uh, like a minor, I would say, like mine mm-hmm. was aviation. So you have weather and you have aviation. So maybe you can do something with airlines or maybe you have something to do with um, where you can help with utility companies, these big companies, um, something you get. Like uh, I remember talking to some news directors when I used to go out uh, to different stations and they would they said they would get stacks of tapes or however they do it now and Mm -hmm. resumes. And they they were all the same. They all had the same credentials. They all had the same everything. So you got to have that one little niche. Yeah. Find something that sets yeah. you apart, whether, and it, it could be anything. It could be even a business, something business-like. Mm-hmm. Um, about, Dina, what about cats? What about like, <laughs> <laughs> you get four cats? I don't know. Dina, right? did you say aviation? Is that, are those propellers or did you just have a bad like ceiling fan accent? propellers. <laughs> 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 hey, we got, we got to take our final break, you guys, so listeners can hear Brady's storm school. Hey, the rest of you can refill your drinks. And when we come back, it's time for Weather Fools and Weather Resources. This is Storm School, where together we'll take an in-depth look into certain weather phenomenon, why they happen, where they happen, what causes them. Some topics we'll cover will things you might have never heard before or things you've heard a lot. Welcome to Storm School. Class is in session. Hello once again guys, I'm Brady and on this week's episode of Storm School, I'm going to talk about squall lines, um, exactly what they are, um, and then is there only one type of squall line, are there three types of squall lines, um, I'm going to go into the different types of squall lines um, and how you can kind of identify them on the radar. So let's first start off with what is a squall line. So a squall line is basically any line of convective cells. And what that means is, so when you look on the radar and you see a line of thunderstorms that appears um, you know, oriented basically north to south, um, and it's moving in you know, conjunction with each other in a line almost, that's a squall line. And maybe 
you know, a few, you know, tens of kilometers long or, you know, up to a thousand kilometers long. It can be huge. It usually is along a cold front. It's usually out in front or on a cold front. Um, and, you know, basically what happens, how it forms is you'll have, you know, a group of thunderstorms that will, you know, form along a cold front because that cold air is actually, you know, runs into warmer air and it forces that warmer air to rise up over top of that cold front. Um, and so that creates a line of thunderstorms. Um, and, you know, it, it, oftentimes that squall line can be strong, severe. You can get lights of lightning, you can get hail. Um, heavy rain is almost always associated with a squall line. Um, you can even see it, you know, in October, November in parts of the country. Um, you know, there isn't really much, you know, lightning or tornadoes with those, but you can get very strong winds with squall lines. That's usually one of the biggest risks from a squall line is strong winds. So anyway, what are the three different types of squall lines you have? The first type is a trailing stratiform squall line. Now what that is, is, you know, it initiates like any other squall line, but then as it develops, you know, it, it, um, the winds out in front of the storm will actually push the clouds at the top of the storm behind it. So on the radar, you'll see, you know, you'll see the front edge of it um, will be red and red and yellow. That'll be where the strongest part of the storm is. That'll be where the heaviest rain is falling, is falling. And then behind the storm, you'll see a patch, you know, on the radar, you'll see a patch of green. And that's basically light rain that's falling from you know, very high clouds um, that are trailing behind the storms. Um, now, a second type of a squall line is the leading stratiform squall line. Now, instead of the stratiform layer of clouds, which is basically a high, you know, high level clouds that get pushed behind the, behind the storms by upper level winds, instead of that being behind the storm, like it is in trailing stratiform, in leading stratiform, you actually have the light rain and high clouds precede the line of thunderstorms. Um, so on the radar, you'll see usually, you know, some green and possibly even some yellow mixed in um, out in front of a, you know, either dark red or um, light red or yellow um, squall line. That's basically the the, the colors of DBZs I'm, I'm um, giving you instead of or instead of the actual numbers because I felt like that was more helpful. So that's leading stratiform, and then. Sorry about that. Parallel stratiforms actually where that stratiform deck of clouds that we've been talking about will actually get blown. The upper level winds will blow those uh, clouds upstream. And what I mean by upstream is it'll blow them north. So you'll have a squall line, a very strong, you know, very strong red concentrated cells um, on the southern side of the squall line. And then on the northern side of the squall line, you'll have a you know, green and yellow area of stratiform precipitation. Um, you know, that's how to identify parallel stratiform uh, squall line on, um, on the radar. Um, so you can I'll actually uh, post a website um, on my, actually not on my Twitter account, I'll post it on uh, Stormfront Freaks um, to give you an idea. This is a, you know, it gives you a really good idea of um, the radar images you would expect with each of these squall lines. Thanks for joining me for this week's episode of Storm School. Now let's get back to the podcast. And welcome back. It's time now for Weather Resources, the, the place where you can find out what's some of the new cool stuff out there where you can check out weather. So let's start things off with Dina. What do you have, Dina? All right. I'm going to share my screen. Now this is a weather page that I had newly discovered 
Uh, it's called www.spaghettimodels.com. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a dashboard. The, uh, this guy who put it together has everything on here you could think of. It's got radar. It's got the forecast maps. It's got the surface maps. It's got NWS pages. It's got um, spaghetti models. Mm-hmm. It's got tropical. It's got weather underground. I mean, it's got everything here you could possibly want. This could be like a great homepage. Hot tub. Shameless plug. Hot tub. <laughs> I know. So like, you know, you could go down and pretty much see everything you want to see right on one page. And I'm I'm really digging this page. Uh, it's www.spaghettimodels.com. Was that a oh, hunt games ad I saw on there in the right of the screen? What was it? <laughs> What'd you like stop? I'm looking at that crap on the side all the time. He's looking at ads. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, hey, I'm we're we're, we're going to stop before. showing this on, on the video. <laughs> That's what you guys got to look at. Right. Haas, <laughs> Haas looking at the Viagra. Like, I love how he called me oh, Haas, man. too. I was like, okay. Uh, Thank God it didn't I have any such kitten. He would have got really distracted. All right, Phil, take us away, please. All right, uh, my weather resource, uh, WX resource, sorry, let me correct myself. Uh, WX resource is, uh, of course, we've had Michael Binsky on the show uh, in the past, and Mike just recently, uh, who actually, we had him last episode, I had him as a uh, weather resource and a weather fool, but the weather fool was tongue-in-cheek. However, he's just put out his new time-lapse video. Uh, and if you've seen his time-lapse videos and that's what he gets all these awards for he's outstanding guys Uh, and it's called pursuit Uh, and so if you want to go the best way to watch it in my opinion is if you go to uh, Vimeo Vimeo Mm -hmm. anybody know is that how you pronounce it okay Uh if you go to Vimeo and look up uh, pursuit or look up Mike Olbinski O-L-B-I-N-S-K-I and uh, because you can watch it in 4k Wow. Um, oh, nice. And it is, guys, it is just, you watch this. And I, I made a comment, grab your popcorn and your candy and your soda because um, it is beautiful. It is outstanding. How, Phil, how does he get, you might not know this, but like how does he get, because when you take a time lapse, it takes photos like every two seconds, but it almost seems like he's taking photos like, you know, 30 frames per second or something. I, I don't understand how he does That's that. That's the 4K, I bet. Yeah, and I'm trying to think if if we asked him that question. Um, but yeah, well, I mean, we're gonna have this guy on again sometime again. Yeah, I've got to uh, ask him. I'm trying to we'll do ask that. him then because it's cool. outstanding, it really is. Okay. All right. Well, you can check out stormfrontfreaks.com and look at our episode 32 show notes for links and more information on what you've just seen, just in case you missed it. But now, Brady, you got weather fools. All right, guys, it's time for everyone's favorite part of the podcast. It's Weather Fools, where <laughs> I always like to say that. And that's not written down. That's just from my heart, everyone. But um, wow. it's basically where, you know, we look at someone or something that did something silly or, you know, stupid in the news or a TV, and it has to do with weather. Usually makes for a great YouTube video or something like that. Um, I believe Phil is our only... Uh, weather I got one. I got one. Oh, oh, Dina's got one too. Okay, Dina's got one as well. Um, Dina, you want to start us off? All right. <laughs> Let me share my screen. This is funny. The guys will like this. So this is um, Jim Ramsey. This was a couple years ago, but he's the weatherman, and he gets a surprise of a lifetime. So he's there, and all of a sudden he's got like Playboy bunnies. Yeah, there's no. Yeah. Oh my god! Wow. Yeah, and the one Playboy bunny is wearing the green bathing suit. Oh, there's got 
the map over her. Um, you can you know, see right I, through her. Yeah. The rest of you, stop talking so I can see it. Yeah. Did you hear, did you hear Maz go? Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. Oh. You can tell that he's just Turn so happy. Turn it on, Grandma. This is the time. Love Chicago. It, you know, you can go through here. He's he's laughing. <laughs> What's the bunny? Like, Where's my tail? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> on him. And then at the end, you know, when they go to leave, all the crew starts following them out. <laughs> they all slept on the couch. Yeah, there goes, there goes the camera guy. Yeah. It's just so funny. I love it. That's great. All right. That was a cute one. That was good. That was awesome. All right, Phil, what's your weather fool? All right. My, uh, my weather fool, and I am actually going to see if, if I have a chance to share this. I might be able to do it. The green button. There you go. <laughs> okay. So uh, this this is uh, Mashable.com. If you go to Mashable.com, the, the title of the article is Almost 100,000 People Were Watching a Fake Facebook Live of a Tornado GIF. Yeah. And and basically what <laughs> happened is somebody, uh, and who was it? Newsfeed. Newsfeed was the uh, Facebook account that basically posted a GIF where someone took a photo, someone else's photo, by the way, and they created a GIF out of it to kind of make it move a little bit. And Newsfeed took that and they they put it on live, Ooh. like this was really happening. Ooh, no. And here's what happened. So at one point, more than 90,000 people were watching it at the same time. The video got more than 14 million views, 360,000 shares, 256,000 comments <laughs> oh and 900,000 reactions. Oh my, and all the while, this was fake. It was fake. They, they fake took news. someone else's stuff. Fake and news. They, this they, was recent too. I saw it. They posted wow. someone else's stuff. So this, yeah. you talk about uh, fake news. Yeah. yeah. You talk, this is just a joke. The so news feed wow. for doing a live of nothing uh it's just sad that they got it's all corrupt. these people it's just, it is corrupt we need to find the person in charge and take yeah. them down but they um, made money on that didn't they i mean i would do. think after all this well, you know they get, they get, get all those hits yeah, yeah. You get all those hits there, there'll be uh, money there boy there's gonna be more people doing this you want we talk about where the future of tv meteorology is going yeah. that's oh, yeah. the crap out of me gifts yeah, it just, does. It just gifts of weather guys that's <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, the Playboy bunnies. Playboy bunnies. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's yeah, that's also the future. All right, that's so, in Europe. Um, so all these um, videos um, will be posted on our episode thirty-two show notes page, uh, located at stormfrontfreaks.com. Be sure to go check that out. While you're there, you should also check out our gear as well that we sell on our website. It's it's pretty uh, pretty gnarly gear. I've got a hat and a sweatshirt myself. Yeah. Um, the little cool. shameless plug there. Um, now let's let's uh, let's go to the listener questions and responses, which on the script it has my name by it. So I guess that means it's my it's my turn to. That means you. Yep. Yeah. Keep there going, you go. Brady. Okay. So this is Mary Sloan um, at mmm um, or mm Mary Sloan. Um, she said, "Not gonna lie, like any self-respecting female WX nerd." I kind of have a huge crush on Cantori. Dot dot dot. Great episode exclamation <laughs> point. I think she said Anne Brady at the end of it, but I'm not. Uh, um, not enough. Then, not enough uh, characters <laughs> left for that. But yeah. <laughs> and then uh, se our second tweet that we have is uh, from Mark De Bruin at Iowa Storm Chaser. Um, there's no E. It's just Chase Er with an R. 
Um, and he said, you guys should definitely put the names of the people on the podcast in the title of the raw video on YouTube. Also, very well done with the tornado trackers. So cool. And we did. And that was a great suggestion. Yeah. And so uh, we're, we'll start doing that. So thanks for the, the feedback, Mark. Yeah, good. And all of you, yeah, hey, all of you guys, uh, we always love responses from you, and, and that was a great one. Helps us uh, get better. And we like mm -hmm. it if you just have great comments to say about the uh, guests we're having on the show or, or Brady, the, you know, Big Hoss. For me. Feel free to send us comments, email, um, find us Stormfront Freaks, look for us on social media, or just go to stormfrontfreaks.com, and you can get a hold of us there as well. Big hat, but, uh, cattle. Yeah, before hey, before everybody gets too wasted playing the Gary England uh, drinking game, <laughs> I think that about does it for uh, this episode of Stormfront Freaks podcast and Stormfront Freaks Raw. Uh, thanks a lot for listening and watching. Please take the time to leave us a review and please subscribe to our show so you get all the latest content. You get it right away. If you don't subscribe to the show on your podcast app, a lot of times you got to wait a day even after it's been released for you to even get it. Uh, definitely special thanks to our guest, Gary England. Yeah. He was yep. the best. Yeah. He, he was awesome. And uh, our next episode in two weeks, we're recording live on August 10th. It'll be with the Storm Chasing group, Base Hunters Chasing. Uh, so go to stormfrontfreaks.com or our YouTube channel if you want to watch it live. So from Az and Dina <laughs> and Brady and Kim, uh, I'm going to go ahead and signal the all clear, and we will catch you next time. Where's the, <laughs> the name? Thanks, guys. Bye. See you later. Bye. Brady's giving us a bird again. Thank you for listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. To subscribe and be notified when new episodes of our bi-weekly show are available, you can go to iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app and search for Stormfront Freaks. If you would like to contact us with questions or make comments about the show, shoot us an email to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or follow us on Twitter at Stormfront Freak. We'd love to hear from you. For show notes, additional information about this episode, as well as past and upcoming shows, videos, photos, and more, visit our website at stormfrontfreaks.com. While you're there, check out the interactive radar provided by our friends at zoomradar.com, providing interactive weather content for web, mobile, and digital displays at cost-effective prices. Zoomradar.com. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash stormfrontfreaks. Join us next time and tell a friend about the Stormfront Freaks podcast.